Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Cinematic Universe. I'm your host, Joe Cunningham, and joining me to discuss the latest comic book movie and TV news are... James Hunt. And Reese Williamson, hello. So, we're, we're back for another month on the main feed with a um, whole bunch of news and probably a bit of nonsense thrown in there along the way. Um, so, um, any of our listeners that, that follow us over on Patreon will know that we have been going through Moon Knight recently. Um, in fact, we have just recorded our final episode of... of uh, of the Moonlight, uh, the Moonlight Patreon series, and um, we thought it'd be worth just doing a quick, a very quick recap on the main feed for for any of our <laughs> listeners who aren't over on Patreon. So, episode what... one, episode one opens, and you meet yeah. uh, the character, <laughs> Mr. Moon, Mr. Knight. <laughs> <laughs> We've had some fun, Conshu's cameoed. Um, broad, broad strokes. Um, I, I, I keep I kept saying this on our Patreon episode, but I love Stephen Grant. I love the character of Stephen Grant. No one seems to agree with me. I don't understand. What, I don't understand what anyone has enjoyed about the series Moonlight. <laughs> if you didn't enjoy Stephen Grant, uh, because I I thought Oscar Isaac's performance was great. Um, I preferred the series early on when it was a bit fun and silly. Uh, less so when it was getting into very dull plot machinations and people walking around dark pyramids. <laughs> trying try to find things that did that weren't going to matter five minutes later. Um, so yeah, what, what did you guys think about Moon Knight? I I really liked uh, the costumes. I really liked Moon Knight's costume. I really liked his Mister Knight costume. And I thought that the first two episodes where he's working in a museum were very relatable. <laughs> and after that, it sort of goes downhill, and I kind of wish I hadn't bothered. Um, I, lo- I, I sort of echo James, but coming at it less from a costume point of view, I thought that there was so much juice in the initial premise, which was on the, all over the trailers of his bumbling Stephen Grant um, locked in a bo- locked in inside a body with um, you know a badass badass mercenary Mark Spector. However, well, these two guys gotta get on with each other, um, and that was fun, and like that was the, that was the show that I was digging, and then. Uh, they start, yeah, going around tombs, and you meet a load of gods, and the fighting's bad, and the CGI was bad, and the stakes were very almost got 
just more unclear episode to episode. Um, <laughs> but one thing that you guys haven't talked about that I mentioned a few times in the Patreon was that I really enjoyed um, May Kala, Kalamawe, Kalamawi's Layla throughout the show. She didn't, have, she didn't have a ton to do, although you know, although there weren't that many actors in the show, at, you know, at all. But she didn't have a ton to do. But I, I just sort of found her energy. You know, Oscar Isaac and Ethan Hawke, obviously, we know as performers, and they were they were really good in the show, given you know what they were given to do. But I just, I just like, I just thought she was a compelling screen presence, as they say, and enjoyed her throughout throughout. And would like to see more of, of her at the very least. But yeah, no, sorry. So a bad show, bad show, bad ending, <laughs> bad, badly, badly designed. From the, you know, the last episode. If the if you're kind of if the ending of your story is is your story, then the then Moon Knight was terrible because the, the last episode was 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 in, in my opinion, yeah, pretty pretty dreadful and almost and, without any merit. And I think the important thing is if you want to learn more about that in depth, we've done it in so much detail. Over <laughs> And we've also watched Morbius. So if you watch Morbius and you want to know how bad we thought that was, that's on Patreon too. And there's also there's this, how bad everything we've watched is on Patreon. There's a scrappy indie picture that you may or may not have heard of called uh, uh, Doctor Mister Mister Doctor Strange in the scary the mad <laughs> mad madverse. Um, we'll be covering that on the Patreon as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to that because we'll probably think that's good. Can we talk about uh, Morbius very quickly? Uh, it, listeners on the Patreon will know that we we spent quite some time with the Doctor. Um, Doctor Michael Morbius is his name, and um, there's a whole movie about him. Anyway, the movie is 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 kind of a mess. Uh, it's it's chopped to ribbons, but not even like in a fun, incompetent way, like Venom, just in a in a not very it, just a not very fun way. Um, but I was reading an interview with Welcome to the Family, Al Madrigal, and mm-hmm. he um, he was he was talking. I felt bad for making fun of him on the on on our Morbius episode because he came across so well. And he was like he he was like I had so much fun making that movie. We were in London. I went to the BFI every day, um, <laughs> and I, I, and I was I you know I was. You know, I, I went to the Bill Murray, and I just like, and he he just sounds like he had just he was like honestly, he's like people can criticize that, that movie all they like, but I had like three best months of my life. I thought I was going to be the Sony Universe's Agent Coulson uh, <laughs> because you know I, I referenced Venom, and he's like, and I, and I and he's like, and I felt like I had such funny stuff. Like every day I was coming in, I was delivering zingers, and then I watched the movie, and none of it made the cut. <laughs> and he was also saying like. There was a final act where me and Tyrese were fighting Matt Smith, and um, and and it all got cut because the sequence was taking place in daytime. And someone at Sony went, "Hang on, we're making a vampire movie. Why would our finale not be at night?" Which I think is a fair flag, right? But also <laughs> meant that oh all God, of that stuff didn't make Sorry, it in just, there. Yes. That's, um, that's a fun work email in the thread. Sorry, got yeah, just a flag. Uh, <laughs> just glad for the daily's come back. A lot of this stuff is in the daytime. He's quite uh, bright. He's, he's not that kind of vampire. He explicitly says, <laughs> "Hashtag not all vampires." To yeah. be fair, yeah. Um, right? But yeah, the um... I wonder what Jared Leto's equivalent of go to the BFI every day and go to the Bill Murray were in London. Uh, it I was Eminem's world, definitely. It was Eminem's world and fabric. No, I feel like given that he stayed in character the whole time, right? He was just hanging around morgues and blood banks. 
Yeah, just in this, going from just public disabled toilet to public disabled toilet in in central London. People are like that's Jared Leto. He's he shouldn't be in those. He's he using that loo. And I'm he's, I'm in a wheelchair. He set he's, he's set up his own GP service surgery. <laughs> um, he was operating out of the Nightingale, Nightingale Hospital at the height of COVID. Um, but yeah, the the other thing Al Madrigal, welcome to the family. Al Madrigal said was. Um, that just the impression that he'd got was it wasn't even just COVID. It was because of COVID that movie sat in, sat with the studio for so long that they just kept messing with it and kept messing with it and kept messing with it. And they almost, Mm. they almost did it to themselves. I can believe that because it's the sort of thing where, you keep thinking, maybe we can improve this. Maybe we can make it more like what we want in the edit. Yeah, this movie but... stinks. Can we just can we do well, something to it so it doesn't? But if you smell like, so the more stinky. you ca- the more you take away from one person's sort of vision, right? Yeah, Which, for sure, better or worse, sure. I think there was a, a version of that movie that you know reflected what the director wanted to do with it, and then they just kept hacking away and hacking away and just made it worse by and, doing so. And I won't, I won't spoil what actually happens in the movie because that's something we we save for Patreon. Um, so um, yeah, you got to you know, pay for that. Yeah, if you, for, for instance, if you want to know the plot of Hereditary, um, head, head to our episode five, <laughs> Moon Knight, on Patreon. Um, but yeah, the the Michael Keaton stuff that's in the trailer is is wild. How it actually shows up in the movie, and you're like. It feels like the tra- you you made a rod for your own back with the trailers, but like also with trailers that you were releasing kind of quite late into COVID after you'd already pushed it back once or twice and that you already knew it was coming out after uh, Far From Home and on oh, No Way Home. God, I will never get those right. Um, and uh, and again, you wonder whether like, yeah, maybe, maybe it did all make sense and there was an edit that was locked and it was like, <laughs> dude, we're going to go with this. And then someone went... Let's fuck with it again. Well, you go, well, that that doesn't work with what we've shown in the trailer. Doesn't matter. We're doing it. Yeah, that's yeah. Modern Hollywood, quote unquote. Maybe it did all make sense at, like, at some point yeah. before the release. So there's a few of this that made some sense. Anyway, uh, so that was Doctor Michael Morbius. Um, I also, I should, I need to. Uh, yes, it is true that I did rank on Letterbox Morbius three stars, which was the same as the Batman, <laughs> and that's a choice that I will live with. But one, I will not edit. I'm not my, editing those. My favorite, probably my favorite part of the Morbius episode is your dawning realisation that you had made a huge error in ranking three stars. Yeah, I, I feel like so if, if the day before I did that ranking and uh, Ethan Hawke from um, Moon Knight did the scales way on my on my hand, I'll be fine, conscience clear. Day after, I'm getting burned up. I'm getting burned up. No, 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 no. no. You, you, you do understand that um, <laughs> that Ethan Hawke judges future evil, Reese. you are fucked. Oh, shit, yeah. You're fucked no, evil way. Uh, Moon Knight. Good show made sense. Good characters. I followed it. Um, yeah, so uh, we saw we saw Dr. Michael Morbius. We, we didn't have the best appointment. But... I got two colonoscopies. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I don't know who I went into the wrong door. I almost actually got a, a, a double um, COVID for the first vaccine. The first COVID vaccine. I almost got a second vaccine immediately because I went, it was like lots of doors in my GP clinic. I would go in the one, get the jab, go out and I'm trying to get out. And then the person, Oh yeah, just go turn around. Like, oh, okay. Turn around. Then I go into another door and then I sit down. I'm a bit confused. Okay. I'm just, I'm just trying to leave. I'll sit down. And the guy's like, yeah, pull your shirt up, sleeve up. And I'm like, oh yeah. Okay, fine. And then he goes towards my arm with a needle. And I'm like, no, no, I just, no, I just had this. I just literally just had this a minute ago. Do you know what? I, at, at the 
the beginning at the beginning of that, I was like, this is a really tortured bit from Reese with the, with the colonoscopy thing. But then when it when it when it segued into your real life incompetence, I was like, oh no, this is, yeah, yeah, this makes sense with this guy. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, let's move on to uh, the comic book movie and TV news that we've got over the past uh, month. And I guess the big one was we got the first trailer for what well, I've written down here, Thor Ragnarok, but that's not the name of the movie. <laughs> that was the name of the last movie. It's Thor, Love and Homecoming. Thunder. <laughs> I've written it down. Love and, love and Thunder. Love, love and Thunder. Um... Hey, he's the god of thunder. He's very yeah. lovable. It's you know, uh, Taika Waititi is back, and he's he's yeah, got a, got another movie that looks tonally close to what he did with Thor Ragnarok. Um, and uh, I rewatched this trailer just before we um, just before we you know started recording. And my main takeaway, watching it with my earphones plugged in, is Sweet Child of Mine's a banger, isn't it? Oh, good song. God. Good song. Oh my god, it's always good. It is, it is. This is such, I'll just jump in to say, forget, well, I just think this is, my first takeaway when I watched this was, oh my god, this movie's going to make so much money, because this, the trailer is so so perfectly calibrated to be appealing to, 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 to fans and to people who've spent, do you know what I mean, just, it's, the, it's the song, it's the... To people who like this shit already. Yes, yeah, yeah, exactly, yes, it's so, it's so kind of perfectly calibrated to that. Um, and I also think it's such a. Uh, I think if you were wondering, like, oh, I want, you know, so you're you're, you're hearing the press, you okay, why Tiger's going to do another Thor? Like, oh, it's the fourth one, and he's been in, you know, and he gets arcs in the Avengers movies. Like, what is left? What is left for this character? You know, um, and then Natalie Portman's in it. I don't really. How's it all going to fit together? The Guardians are in it, but actually, literally, like the opening, the opening seconds of this trailer where I can't remember the line, but it's like, oh, I don't really know what to do with myself, so I'm going to figure it out. Yeah. Like, oh, that's the movie. Oh, of course. And, you know, and that will be, that will come up against, I imagine, a sort of very, a super sort of, I I know exactly what I'm doing, uh, version of Thor, version mm-hmm. of um, Jane Foster for Thor. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's sort of, it's just a magic, it's again, it's a real magic trailer in terms of, I, com- I feel like I completely know not, not not what the movie's going to be, but but what the kind what of the what the story are, the is, and what the yeah. idea is, and and how how it feels, you know, distinct enough from from all those other Thor appearances in the past, and then and yeah, kind yeah. of wow. Uh, I I think we, I think when we've seen this character before, um, and so you know when the when the Ragnarok trailer turned up, it was like oh wow, this looks different. How's the, how's this all going to come together? And, you know, basically its job was to throw out a bunch of stuff that had happened before and kind of recalibrate. Um, but I think they, I think the MCU did a really good job with Thor in, in the subsequent um, Avengers movies, mm-hmm. um, particularly Infinity War of just kind of going like, oh, this is, this is now a guy that's lost everything. And they, they kind of reconciled the two versions of the characters that we'd seen before that, which is, kind of like brash cocky but competent hero with a hit with Tyker's himbo version of the character right <laughs> and and then and then to, and, but, and 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 then kind of put that you know nice wedge of like melancholy on top of him as well which would 
which was consistent with what they'd done with the character, which was to remove everyone that he loved from his life. Um, and and then, yeah, and I, I agree. I think that the, the element of this trailer that gives me the most confidence is that single moment where he's like, yeah, I just, I, I kind of need to figure shit out. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, I, I mean... Which is also very related. I mean, you know, we're all guys in our... I forget our age, but that's a very well, that's a very human story, we, you know. Reese, we are in our early thirties, and James is like, I think, significant. I don't even really know. I'm st- I'm still in my thirties. I'm still <laughs> just keep on grabbing I mean, on to for the moment. Hold on tight. I mean, you're you're on saying time. that out loud, James, but it doesn't sound true. No, I don't buy it. I don't buy it for a second. <laughs> um, anyway, so to, you know, it's a young, it's a young virile. Um, <laughs> emotionally stunted um, men babies like me and you we can identify with this and for and for for James it's like watching TikTok James James that's an that's an app on the phone it's kind of do you remember Vine a a phone thing yeah do you remember Vine guaranteed I watch more TikTok than either of you guys I don't watch any TikTok Uh, um but it's yeah, it's a human story, and um, you know, I I, I think ca- counterpoint again. Let's not even talk about the trailer itself, which we will get to. But I think it's it's Taika Waititi now, and and audiences' sort of response to that name, and and is is different to before this before the first before the, um, Ragnarok came out. Mm-hmm. And I wonder whether, yeah, I wonder. If 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 Waititi the what, what, Taika the filmmaker has has changed um, for good or for ill or or he has more power with this movie and that again for good or for ill I think some of those questions those those are question marks for me personally yeah. um, um, but yes so I, I, so so that thing that thing I think is either is either going to be the film's greatest strength or its greatest weakness because mm, yeah, you I, I you know I, I think the the, the easiest comparison point for this movie is guardians of the galaxy volume two which (laughs) i think um kind of ramps everything up and that means that some of the stuff is even better uh but some but you know some of it is just too much it's too long it's baggy and unwieldy and uh, and i i you know i i i worry about a fully unleashed tiger the the, the, Mm. the stuff the stuff that i'm more confident of is he doesn't have to come in and go, I don't okay. care about this whole half of the movie. Can we just get through this? Can we get through that? Uh, and, and yeah, sure. We'll reshoot that in front of a green screen. I don't give a fuck. I'm doing the, I'm doing the comedy bits over here. Like if, if he is actually engaged on a plot level this time and, um, you know, cares about the whole thing, then great. But also, um, yeah, I, 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 I don't know because I I thought that Jojo Rabbit was a piece of shit. So yeah, hated it. <laughs> yeah, hated, so, hated it so much. Hated Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. So so let's and hope I, we get Ragnarok. I hated like how a... confident it was in its yeah. in, <laughs> in its complete well yeah. in in itself and what it was doing and what it was yeah. saying at, when I like I I found some of the stuff in it like uh, not personally offensive but offensive. I was like. How are you? Tr- or, or how are you treating that with that level of? And then when it did lurch into its, ah, uh, yeah, I don't know. I 
<laughs> really didn't like that Did movie. Like for me, and I for think... me, the concern is he made a film about Nazis that didn't have anything to say about Nazis. Yeah, that was a big problem for me. Yeah, it was like a film about Nazis in while whilst Donald Trump was in office. Yeah. And it had it, it had no modern which day ma- parallels. Yeah, which or, makes me worry yeah. about his, you know, interest in actually saying anything. But on the other hand, if you're not making a film about Nazis, maybe that sort of sensibility might work. Like I think this trailer especially, I I just thought, oh, this is it's just going to be Thor having a relatively good time after being through the ringer. It looks like it's going to be a feel-good movie. And if we're doing a feel-good movie that's not about no. being a Nazi, then great. I want, I, 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 yeah, well, it's interesting. We never, we never see too much of these movies in the first trailer. And I would say 90% of this trailer is probably first act. Yeah, there's a lot of first act here, definitely. Yeah, I mean, we're going to end act one meeting Jane Foster Thor, right? You'd imagine. Having, yeah. With Thor having left, with Thor having... With the bit you see in the trailer is he's, he's going to get thin by doing the chain thing. We're going to have an <laughs> 80s montage, absolutely. Yeah. He's going to... Then then I think he'll be revealed... That reveal in the trailer of when he throws the thing off, he's got the red the sort of Star-Lord-esque red jacket on. Like That'll be the first moment we see him after his montage. Then I think you get that sequence with the Guardians, and then probably the bit in the trailer, the gag of you know, look at what you love, and then uh, I meant them. I was just listening. That's probably toward the end of Act One, and that's the end of the Guardians bit of the movie. Oh and yeah, then abs- the rest of it is. Abs- yeah. If anything, I think the Guardians will be done in five or ten minutes, mm-hmm. and then it will be, you know, uh, Thor and Korg set off for Thor to try and find himself, and maybe we check in with. Valkyrie, and maybe maybe we go and see the bit up with with Zeus and the gods, and at some point he will find out. Oh, actually, there is this dude who's going around and he's killing all of the gods. Can you help? And he's like, "Well, I'm not sure if that's me anymore." But and then we'll, and then at at some point he will get pulled into that. I do. Um, oh, I do like the implication that he's going to be like a pacifist, sort of retired Thor. And then he's going to see Jane Foster filling his role, and and you know maybe that's going to drag him sort of out of that funk. You do wonder. I, one you know one comment to make is, I I who's hard to say right, but I hope that they haven't just got Natalie Portman back as fucking Thor to just be like a a motivating factor on, hmm. on, on real thought, you know, like that. I just don't, yeah. I don't think she would have signed. I mean, I, I guess she, there's some level, maybe she would have just signed up just to be a superhero. That's maybe that's cool enough, but I, you know, that because, because we're talking about this, you know, the comedian, the Taika comedy and the hangout Korg and Thor comedy, but actually let's not forget that the Jane Foster Thor, um, um, Oh God, who's the writer? God, uh, Jason Aaron run is, is an excellent comic run because of its real emotion of, you know, the real stuff that it's dealing with uh, mm-hmm. her, her cancer, her, her coming to terms with that and, and the thought stuff at the same time. That's a, how uh, does th- this how show, does, this, this movie must have that. End. How must. does that end guys? She becomes Valkyrie. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But because, you know, comics, you know, comics never end the, that I'm sure the better version of that is, is I, I think maybe she does die actually, you know, and then just comes back to life and she's Valkyrie because of course the Valkyries 
have this connection with you know with uh, with death the, yeah with Valhalla and with death anyway so I think that's how they tie those bits together okay. but I'm pretty sure that Jason Aaron kind of ends it and she dies of her cancer after having saved the world many times I, th- I believe and it's a very cathartic and emotion and emotional collision I'm not saying that's what they're gonna do with this with the movie but um yeah one hopes that that side of the story is it both is is you know you hope that you see what you don't hope is that it's only at the end of act two that you, that Thor realizes who this is. You know, I think you've got to get to that bit earlier because you've got to have those two interacting based on their past history, but that yeah. she's, you know, that, that dynamic has to be, that the relationship has to, has to be interesting. This is the other thing that I really hope. And I, and I, I and actually I, uh, I assume that they're doing the thing that I hope which which is, this is the Jane Foster we know, and it's not a multiverse Jane oh, Foster. Oh, gotta be who, ha- has who to be. happens to be Thor. That would be so. No way. That would be so boring if they did the latter. Has yeah, to be Thor. it would be, wouldn't it? That's what I mean. That's I, I. I do think that that's what they're doing, but also can't rule it out, can you? Yeah, God, I guess we're in the we're in the days of the multiverse. You know, <laughs> this is what this is what uh, Michelle Yeoh and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch have done to us. And Elizabeth Moss in that uh, Apple TV show. We're in the multiverse now. <laughs> um, uh, the the other thing about this trailer that I am kind of like that that gives me pause is the result. There, there is a lot in this trailer that feels like it is. However much changes in the MCU, nothing really changes. So it's like like. Not not that any of it matters, but all of those you know those little beats in the last movie about he loses his eye, Mjolnir is destroyed, he, he goes yeah, off and yeah. forges Stormbreaker, Asgard is destroyed, and then in this trailer it's like okay, so all, all of that stuff is undone, and, and yeah, we don't have Asgard anymore, but what we do have is Olympus, and it's basically like Asgard, but more gods where Thor is not the important one. And actually, I'm not sure whether like low status Thor at this point is that interesting because he's kind of, he's kind of like pivoted to like from a personality point of view, he feels low status. So actually I quite liked the idea of him being a God whilst also having all of these character flaws. And I'm not sure turning up and kind of being, the least important god in Olympus and kind of the butt of the jokes there is as interesting as his status quo in in Asgard was. Well, we'll see, we'll see how uh, you. It sounds like you think that we spend more time on Olympus than I do because I. Oh no, again, I, think I think we. I think that Olympus is probably as important to this movie as Asgard was to the previous movies. Which let, let's not mm. let's not forget Asgard is a people, not a place. <laughs> um, we we learned that comprehensively over the course of those movies. Um, now I I just think it's going to be somewhere where stuff happens, and um, it's it's, it's just is... it's just another it's just another home base that exists above all of the rest of the action where the gods live. I think that's gonna that's an act one sequence where Russell Crowe and whoever's playing like yeah, but that's what Asgard always was. Kind no, of. but I, they, get, they all get killed by gore in the in like the first act. Yeah, That's what I, I think, I think really the reason there. I think yeah, the reason yeah. Olympus is there is so that they can smash it to bits 100%. completely. And so yeah. you can see Christian. I think that also there is something in the casting of Russell, like Russell Crowe, you know, a movie star. Mm. Um, the, the, the to give 
this is not a pun that will give the will give weight to the sequence where Christian Bell, another movie star, you know, kills kills uh, kills Russell Crowe, who's also playing Zeus, who's a very famous god, early on to establish his you know villain cred, cred, villain creds. Um, I think I Zeus think dies, but there is zero chance we don't meet other gods in Olympus who end up being important or, or end up being like recurring MCU characters. Like it feels like a new opportunity to build out that supporting cast. Yeah, especially because Hercules is a really good character in the MCU. Who in the MCU? They, sorry, who should if, be in the films? Yeah. I mean, do, I, 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 is that not a, a probable mid-credits character? Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cast it, cast it. Fan cast it, dream cast it. Well, Hercules in Marvel comics, right, is kind of like big and beardy, right? Is, am, am yeah. I right? And also bisexual, m- mostly. That's yeah, fun. yeah. Mm. Fan cast it, fan cast it. Um, you know I can't fan cast. Not off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna need some serious time to think about this, Reese. The... Who's got a good beard? Who's got a good beard? Isn't well, they, um, <laughs> young actor beard. The, we uh, should move on to some of the headlines at some point. <laughs> no, 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 this is good. Uh, the the only person that's coming to my mind right now, in a kind of, I think, in a in a more subversive way, in like, who is this little cutie upstart kind of the new the new kind of dreamboat god of the MCU? It's only little Jacob Tremblay, isn't it? What? Paul Mezcal. <laughs> I'm going with Paul Mezcal. <laughs> Jacob Tremblay, he's like he's like twelve still or whatever. He's fifteen. Hercules. Okay, he's too young to play Hercules. Cute 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 little dream about Hercules. Like in the in the animated version when he's not grown up yet. <laughs> that's it's a diff, that's a different franchise. I'm going with Paul Mezcal, but he doesn't have the beard, he has the chain. And that's his beard equivalent. Nah, he's not ripped enough, is he? He's not. Yeah, this is, is what happens though. They get ripped. No, don't they? Is, they get ripped. Is, isn't his whole, whole kind of vibe is he's sexy because he doesn't really I'm care. I'm skinny wayfish. Yeah, you know, like he he's sexy in a in a heroin addict kind of way. Yeah. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> so I've, I've never watched Paul Mescal in anything. Paul, Paul. I'm going to can in a couple of weeks. Yeah, that's right. And Paul, Paul's got two movies there, so if I bump into him, I'll apologise in your behalf. I've never seen him anything. I've just sort of normally seen him like on Twitter and he's got a fag and he's like... He's, oh, he's still a smoke! Yeah, he's... <laughs> he's like... He's, like a, he's the like kind of bad boy supporting character from an episode of Skins. I've got a one for Hercules, <laughs> Nick Offerman. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah. I mean, Nick Offerman no, would have been... Nick Offerman, <laughs> I think at this point, has similar to Russell Crowe's vibes. Yeah, yeah, fair, fair. Listen, let's think about it. Let's Let's just... Let's that Galifianakis. I'm just thinking of beards. I'm just thinking of beards. <laughs> Kurt Russell as Santa Claus as uh, Hercules. He'd be a good Hercules. Oh, Wyatt Russell. No, he's already in it. Fuck. He's already yeah. In it. He's the guy. No. Um, uh, uh, other things that I was less convinced by in the trailer. Uh, oh, we're still doing trailers. Yeah, 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 yeah. This is the bit. This is the bit. It's big news. Like twenty minutes on ninety seconds of trailer. <laughs> yeah, of course. What they? What, what, what else are we going to talk about that people care about as much as the? As the... Okay, last point. Last point. Okay. Oh shit, James is bringing down the hammer. Hammer. Okay, you got to have a good last point, Joe. Uh, girl boss in a suit. King Valkyrie uh, was. Uh, I, I, I hope there's something more going on than that because that, oof, I don't know, felt like felt like a very like first draft idea. Well, isn't there? I, I was thinking about this earlier in our chat, which I think we're talking for about three hours now on the, the trailer. Um, <laughs> I don't know that Valkyrie. 
Valkyrie doesn't have much of a character in Ragnarok, and obviously that's the first time she appears, and she's not really in Avengers. So I wonder whether th- this is an opportunity. And again, this is like Taika, good, good v bad, right? I feel like he can kind of write any version of that because it's kind of weird that she ends up as the Queen of Asgard. It is a bit weird because hey. she left. She lit. She lived. She, she's lit, the king, she left. She's the king of Asgard. She's, Stop. She's me. the king. Stop like, being so misogynistic. Ruth. But that does that make sense? Now we're sort of thinking about. Did that? Did that make? Did that moment make sense? Really? Did it? No. Based I mean, on what it, we saw it, from the character it makes before. Sense. It makes sense if you assume that five years of character development has happened off screen. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. In the five years we don't see, she, I don't know, uh, becomes girl boss. Yeah. She reads the dropout. It, it makes sense from a point of view of she's one of the few characters that we actually yeah. know <laughs> that, are left, that yes. are left in Asgard. And, um, and also it does fit into the whole, like, oh, the Valkyries used to protect Asgard and they were banished and they were brought. Yeah. So, yeah, I think it fits. It's not wholly movie. surprising. No, uh, but I, I I hope for more from Tessa Thompson in this movie, and I, and I I'm sure we will get it. I don't think her being bored in a suit is going to be the whole the whole vibe in this movie. Do you, there's a three way kiss between Korg, her, and uh, Natalie Portman, <laughs> captured by a captured by a cheeky snapper. <laughs> yes. Um, also I think that I've probably talked mostly about things that I I am unconvinced by in this trailer but broadly what I was convinced by was just well Hemsworth's great I I do feel like they've figured out this character it's a good opportunity to to you know do a a whole movie after they've figured out the best version of this character it's taken Mm. them three well, I guess what three full movies and like four part movies, but they have got there, and um, and then also just you know with the music, the tone, the comedy. Like I'm sure the Guardian stuff is going to be a riot, and um, and you know the, the the visuals do look. You know, I'm not gonna, I'm not here saying like um, at Marvel one perfect shot or anything like that, but I do I do think. <laughs> As as the as the every frame of painting, yeah. As as <laughs> as the silly CG goes, this looks this looks fun and it has bright colors. And um, I am absolutely here for hench as fuck Natalie Portman as Thor. Like mm. I don't, uh, I, I, you know, I I hope it pisses all the wrong people off as much as it is doing now. You really wonder. Our last point on this, we were talking for I think a day now. Last point is. You kind of it really made me wonder where this you know could this be the last appearance of Hemsworth actually that this is this is the setup of the movie as we see it from the trailer is is actually a good way to by the end of the film have kind of have truly concluded you know his his arc um, because I do I do you know if if the whole movie is oh I'm trying to figure figure out what I, who I am and I don't want to be a superhero anymore you know it's it's not going to end with I don't know is it going to end with him being like I'm a superhero again or is it or is more likely the ending you know he's at peace with some sort of some version of himself not not you know we get him as Don Blake at the end depowered yeah, I don't I don't know I'm just I, you know I do it's, wonder it's tricky isn't it wonder. because you know how how do you you know we we talked about this going into going into Avengers Endgame, like how do you give these characters endings where they don't die? Um, because I don't think killing Thor would make much sense. 
Um, but but then, so so what what do you do with him? Where you're like, it makes sense that now one of the most powerful characters in the MCU doesn't turn up when things are going down. <laughs> this well, this is going to be my suggestion: is at the end of this um, film, is him going? I'm going to go and reform the Avengers. And then he mm. turns up in the next Avengers movie. Yeah. Like if, yeah, as if a sort of a, the start yeah. of this movie is him having a crisis of, you know, whether he wants to fight anymore. The end of the movie is him deciding like, no, the world needs people to protect it. This is my calling. This is who I am. I'm going to go restart the Avengers. And that's, that's how they come back except together. That, except that this version of the character, unless, unless the, the, you're sold on the arc of, of this character in this movie, this version of the character does, doesn't read at all as, as a leader, as a, you know, it's not just that he's doesn't want to do the superhero stuff anymore. It's that he's a he's a kind of he's a jokey character. But like, but yeah, yeah, maybe the. I mean, I sort of, of movie, I like yeah. I like the idea of taking that character and you know having him outlive everyone else and having him outgrow everyone else by virtue of the fact that he's the immortal one who doesn't die. Like that for me would be a really good thread to have Thor around for another four or five movies, even until eventually he takes his place as king of Asgard. Like that's the end point for the character, is that he he renounces being a warrior to go be the king that he was born to be. Or, or, or does he, does he go off and it's like, like I'm going to rebuild Asgard with my, you know, with my bare hands. Like that's, that's why I'm a proper Asgard, not, not this tourist attraction in Iceland. <laughs> I, I'm going to go off and do that. And and actually then, you know, that is the thing that he, that there has, because I guess there has to be a thing that he goes off to do. That means he 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 can't just you know come in with his lightning bolts and because he's he also feels kind of overpowered at this point. Do you know? What I... I mean, we've been we've been talking about this for thirty minutes. So <laughs> listen, we haven't. We talked. We talked about seeing Doctor Michael Morbius. Yeah, it's thirty-seven minutes in. No. So I've what? just got another like eight <laughs> things to say. It's eight or nine. <coughs> Joe, Joe finishes oh. uh, when Joe finishes dying. Finishes yeah. dying. Uh, and, and and the fun thing is that this is, of course, only part one of a two-part movie. What? Well, the, 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 as I've mentioned in the past, the second part uh, focuses on Thor playing football. <laughs> nah. um, okay, so we're going to move <laughs> move on to our next piece. <laughs> Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> nice and ne- weak to finish on. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> so our next piece of news, which I promise I'm not making this up, although I don't understand most of the words in this headline. <laughs> I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. From Deadline.com. Bad Bunny to play Spider-Man character El Muerto (laughs) in standalone Marvel pick for Sony. Now, am I old? Not as old as James, but am I old or am I just not relevant for not knowing who or what a Bad Bunny is? 
you're old. You're a bit old. Yeah. Do you know um, about, do you know do you know do you know Bad Bunny, Reese? I know that he's he does he's a he's a Mr. Music Man. That's what I know about Bad he, Bunny. He he is a Puerto Rican rapper. Oh. And was a professional wrestler, I think. Oh, okay. And I, I only know this from having TikTok. looked him up after this announcement. Okay. But yeah, I, I'd miss this. And actually, you put in the um. Can I be? Can I be <laughs> peek behind the curtain? You put we put in our group chat the list of news stories we we're going to cover. And I feel like you, uh, James, you put in some stuff, and then you and then a new text, and it was El Muerto. And I thought. You were referring to the Thor trailer as like the the big one, the death, El Muerto. <laughs> I had no idea that this was a separate story. And I was like, ah, oh, James is yeah doing like fun nicknames for stuff. That's kind of fun. <laughs> fun. We, can, we can talk about that on mic. But actually, it's its own real real story. Okay, what's yeah. what is that? What is El Muerto? Well, Reese, why don't you tell us everything you know about the famous Marvel character El Muerto? Um, <laughs> is he a buddy of Ghost Rider? I mean, I just have no idea. <laughs> right, I'm going to read you the synopsis. Cool. So, uh, Bad Bunny is a Latin Grammy winner and platinum-selling recording artist. Uh, He made a surprise appearance at Sony's panel at CinemaCon, uh, where it was announced that he would be playing El Muerto. Now, Reese, the character of El Muerto, a.k.a. Juan Carlos, was a super-powered wrestler who originally fought Spider-Man in a charity wrestling match. So... Think Rocky Rocky Three, Apollo Creed, and uh, sorry, Rocky Four, Apollo Creed, and even Drago, uh, in which he nearly unmasked the web slinger before being stung by Spider Man with a paralyzing poison. After his oppressor, El, of his famous powers, El Dorado, uh, came, sure. came to claim his life, he was saved by Spider Man. After which, the two teamed up to defeat Dorado. Wow. Okay. Can Can I? Add just a quick addendum to that as well. Please. He he dies as well. In his first and only appearance. Well, so he does die? He does die, yeah. After that. So they they defeat Eldorado, but he still dies? Yeah. Oh, sucks to be him. <laughs> it's just, when, 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 you, when you think, you know, when the Sony... I forget what the... I believe the official title is the Sony... Char- um, multiverse of characters based uh, based upon Peter Parker and his Spider-Man <laughs> friend characters, multiverse characters. Um, yeah. But like every week, it feels like every week goes by and the, the story is, oh, well, well, that's that's ridiculous. What a ridiculous project. And then the week later, like, oh, that's somehow that's more, that's much more ridiculous. That's much more of a ba- barrel scroll. I am confident this is at the very bottom of the barrel. So <laughs> this character yeah, appeared in okay. one issue... One, in Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man number six from 2006. And his power is that he has a luchador mask, which gives him superhuman strength. Hmm. And that is not enough to keep him alive. So let me tell you how this has come about. Because I think the El Muerto part of this is hilarious. Because it is a, you know, it's Sony deciding to make a movie out of one uh, you know, a one episode, a one issue villain that no one's heard of. I mean, just quickly, what they've done is they've gone. We we want to do a project with Bad Bunny. The only way we can sell that is by tying it to a superhero movie. Do we own any Latin superheroes well, who are wrestlers? James, I'm gonna I'm gonna explain it to you. Go on. So, um, apparently, um, 
Bad Bunny is due to appear in Bullet Train, the David Leach movie, which is a Sony property, uh, which which according to Deadline is a, is a movie they're very high on. I saw the trailer. I thought it looked good. Um, it's got Brad Pitt in it. Um, and, oh, God, who else? Je- uh, Reese, have you seen the trailer for Bullet Train? Yeah, it's... Um, um, it's loads of people, isn't it? Uh, God, the guy from Atlanta. Uh, uh, so it's Brad Pitt, it's Paper Bad, Boy, right? Brad Pitt, Bad uh, Bad Bunny, Sandra Bullock, Joey King, Aaron Taylor Johnson, Star of Craven the Hunter, Lady Gaga, Logan Lerman, um, yeah, Brian Tyree Henry, Zazie yeah, Z- Z- Beats, Karen Fukiara, uh, um, Haruyuki Sanada, um. Masayoka off of uh, Heroes. So, yeah, fun cast uh, by, uh, directed by David Leach, the John Wick guy. So, um, apparently, this that movie already led to Aaron Taylor-Johnson landing the lead in Craven the Hunter. Jeez. And that what happened with Bad Bunny was that they were keen after working with him on that to find a starring vehicle from him. So he uh, went through the Spider-Man library looking specifically for Latin wow. characters, okay. came across, across El Muerto and took it to the studio and they went, okay, sure, we'll do, we'll, we'll do that. Which is wild, uh, but I guess, I guess on the... It's hilarious that Sony are doing this, but on, <laughs> on, on the flip side, I guess it probably speaks to... You know, it, it, it's... It speaks to the desperation of the situation that that's the character that he's having to go to to find a Latin character that he can play that would actually yeah, I mean, that would actually be a fit I mean, for him. In fairness, in fairness to Marvel, there are more Latin characters in their universe. It's just that they weren't part of the Sony deal. Y- yes, but then, but then, so the question the question would then be, who are those Latin characters that are getting starring vehicles at the other studios? There aren't. So you've had, so it speaks to you've had to find the studio that's gone. Yes, we would like to have a, mo- a superhero movie with a Latin lead, and then mine our IP to find that character. I know we've got Blue Beetle coming over at DC uh, as well, but it's <laughs> you know it's it's um, I, I I don't know. It's it's funny because it's El Muerto and it's happening alongside all of the other random shit that, that they're doing at Sony. Um, but it, it does make you wonder at some point, like, maybe they're not allowed, but could could they just not create a new character? Mm. I mean, there's no reason. That, this is sort of going to be my point, which is that El Muerto is so obscure, there's almost no reason to tie it to the Spider-Man universe anyway. If you're going to do a Latin superhero, you might as well make it an original property. Like, no. do we think that anyone is actually going to go and see this based on the fact that it is a Spider-Man or, adjacent or, character? Or do yes, these, of course. Well, would yeah. more people go if it wasn't? No, no, no. More. I'm not. I'm not so sure. No, I'm. I am 172 percent sure that more people will see this because it has the Marvel logo and it's yeah. and it's I a think... Marvel movie based on it. If it wasn't, if it'd just be a random movie about this that's kind of got superhero vibes, but it's about a wrestler. I, like, I, the, the, <laughs> But at least they'd own it, then. <laughs> the, the, at the, least they could commercially exploit it. No, I, but I, about- I don't think it... it it's, a, it's a paper-thin concept, right? All that they've got here is the IP. And the IP is not El Muerto. The IP is 
Spider-Man. a character from a Marvel comic book. The the thing that I wonder is if they are going to start going obscure like this, and it's not going to be like Spider-Man's, you know, kind of A-list Rose Gallery, that just distance it from Spider-Man, have it be all of these characters that, yes, come from Spider-Man comics, but create your own world around them. The same way that the MCU had to kind of like figure itself out whilst not having most of the most famous Marvel characters in it to begin with. Mm-hmm. Like just, just figure out a way that you can have a world where Morbius and Venom and Craven the Hunter and Elmer and whoever else you want to mine from like two issues of a Spider-Man comic at some point, you know, in the past 60 years, but then, but then but just, they- just don't make Spider-Man like, don't reference Spider-Man at all. Don't do what you what you do in the trailer and in the post-credit sequence of, of Doctor Michael Morbius. But they 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 are but they are planning for that. They are they you know they are they clearly have their eye on I think on what happens when and it's not an if but it's it's a when like one of two things will happen. Tom Holland will will stop wanting to be Spider-Man at some point. You know, and 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 probably at the same moment, Marvel will 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 sort of not then see the value in in uh, in in continuing to pay or you know to, to give such a slice of that of the work that they're doing to Sony for the Spider-Man movies, and and you know, and then and hell, maybe that changes five years later than that point. But Sony, are, are they not planning for that moment? And they are like, because it's it's you know, it's funny we talk, we talk about me and Joe particularly talk about Venom and how and how good those Venom movies are and how fun they are. But you know, they no, do no, no, we we talk about how fun they are, not how, fun how good they, they are. But they do <laughs> they, that, that. That is the proof of concept in a way because you know, I don't know if James agrees, but those don't really feel like sort of particularly trying to trying to be any of any famous famous venom con- comics particularly like that dynamic and, and, no. the, and the tone yeah. like what that is is a star vehicle for tom hardy who who has gotten to do whatever he wants with that with that basic premise and 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 that spun into movies that we like and fine we didn't like morbius that much although i liked it as much as um, a movie called the batman my grave. but you know maybe it's not the worst idea to be like okay we 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 got the extra juice from always being able to and i i, I always think back to that morbius twitter i referenced it in the morbius episode we did but the morbius like Twitter video that I kept on seeing on my Twitter, which was Jared Leto just talking about Marvel, Marvel again and again. This iconic Marvel <laughs> character. You could see a, a Twitter video in two years where it's where it's Bad Bunny on a on a little captioned video talking about it's, oh it's so fun for me to bring this iconic Marvel character's life. I'm such a fan of Marvel comics. You know, I read. That's, I read no, I, I, that's what I'm agreeing with you, Reese. Mm. That that yes, go Marvel, 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 Marvel. But you can you sort of. I think I think it's a bad idea to keep to keep trying to have any, <laughs> any waiting around for Spider-Man. Yeah. To, to, to be waiting around for Spider-Man because I, I just think by the time it happens, you go, you go, okay, I've seen Spider-Man in a movie with Iron Man and Captain America and Thor and the Guardians of the Galaxy and all of these other characters. I, I don't care that he's in a movie with <laughs> Craven, <laughs> Craven the Hunter and El Muerto and Madam Web. And Morbius, that, Doctor, okay. Dr. Michael Morbius. All of, all of this said, this movie is never actually coming out, though, is it? 
I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're making Madder Web. They're making Craven. Like those movies are coming out. So, and Bad yeah. Bunny is, but he is a big. He is a star. How, many, how many times can they lose money on a crappy Spider-Man spin-off before then, they go okay? They're not losing money. And 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 right, it does sound like that. It sounds like they think that Bad Bunny really pops. I, and I, I, I just, I'm aware how how old I sound, but every time I say Bad Bunny, it. <laughs> I just do think like someone's made that up. That's not real. But Bad <laughs> Bad Bunny, it sounds like they think he pops in Bullet Train. So say he does pop in that movie and it's a big hit, and actually you do have this new rising star, then it kind of doesn't matter. It's like okay, now we've got now we've got the vehicle with this actor, Latin representation. Can we can we kind of like chase some of that? You know, the, the what Marvel got with Black Panther, which is some of Look, that sweet in the heights money. Well, some, yeah. some of that, some, <laughs> some of some of that representation dollar. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I, I, I don't. I also think it's wild that some of these other movies are happening. So maybe this one will happen too. Um, and yeah. also, you know, you look at what DC are doing, and they're kind of just going like content Joking. right it's not it's not it's not even just like we're making movies for theatrical release now it's like we want content we want stuff for our streaming service we want stuff for this we want stuff for that and and it doesn't seem like it doesn't seem like the expectation is necessarily to make money anymore it's almost like can we build a pot? can we, can we can, well or not immediately can we make it's it like, a cost and then put it out can we you know can we can we well <laughs> interesting given recent events but can we do a netflix and just kind of build up a content library that people want to keep returning to one more one more one more thought on on this because i've i've decided that i actually quite like this new story because you know we've been we've been told that for years like oh there are no movie stars anymore it's just it's it's ip led people don't go to watch a chris hemsworth movie they go to watch chris hemsworth chris hemsworth as thor uh and chris evans and danny jr and all that this new story it feels like a, a counter you know a, a counter argument to that which is okay no this guy but this 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 performer who's a star already bad bunny pops in this other movie that we've made let's let's he's we feel well, we're going to put some we're going to put some chips on him being a movie star and connecting with audiences and yeah fine it doesn't matter you know we'll pick something from our bullshit ip library and bake a movie around him but the the basis of the the bet is him not the ip I, and i just like mm. that as a as a i i want to believe in that as you're living to- in the past man you're living in the past but yeah it would be great if that if that is what we return to more, I think <laughs> that that we can have that we can have movie stars again and not just characters. Top Gun Mavericks coming out later. Oh my god! Don't James. <laughs> don't get too excited on Mike. He's back, and I don't. don't horny on Maine, Joe. No horny, no horny on Maine. I'm not even excited about Maverick being back at this point. I'm just excited to see a new Tom Cruise movie. It's been so <laughs> long. Okay, um, oh, should we should we jump over to a good news story? One that I think we can all unequivocally agree is good for everyone involved. Go on. Uh, John Watts, who is no longer directing the Fantastic Four movie. <laughs> I mean, after after No Way Home, I'm sort of disappointed about this because I thought Come that on. was no. I thought No Way Home had its heart in the right place, and I was excited for a Fantastic Four movie yeah. after that. That, that. If you think it has its heart in the right place, that is it is a movie that was screenwritten by committee. Uh, it, I I I think three movies in, 
it is fair to say that John Watts is no author. <laughs> no, he isn't. And and like, yeah, he can obviously work with an assistant and deliver mostly competent movies that that make the studio happy. And I'm sure I I I doubt this is a situation where he was sacked. Um. It does genuinely seem to be a creative differences thing where he just went, you know, I don't actually want to make this movie that you guys want me to make. Yeah. And, and, you know, bringing, you know, doing the fantastic four. And I think, you know, it feels like, it feels like an important project for Marvel because you know, the potential that those characters have, but we also know how easily, how easy it is to get those characters wrong on screen. And that for, you know, mainstream audiences are going to need some convincing that a Fantastic Four movie is going to be anything less than utter shit. Like, that's not... That, that's not, uh, you know, a prospect that Marvel have faced most of the time. Like, most of the characters, even if it is a character that's been done before, like Spider-Man, it's generally something that audiences are kind of there for already. And, you know, I, I, I think it, for me... I would like to I would like to see someone who can impose a bit of personality on that movie. Um uh, and whether, so, whether that's possible, still possible within the I, I do think it is. I do think it is because of, you know, you know, Guardians and Thor and uh, yeah, you know, yet, yet to see what Sam Raimi's managed to do on Doctor Strange, but I just I I I would like I would like it to be somewhat someone comes in it's their thing or they go back to um, Peyton Reed, who has been wanting to make a Fantastic Four movie <laughs> for 20 years. So, I mean, my, my slight counterpoint to that is that when they put Spider-Man in the MCU, he had had three very bad movies preceding him. And John Watts was the guy who delivered a decent Spider-Man movie. But he was, but he was still, I still think people were excited for Spider-Man. And also, John Watts got to got to pick it up off the back of a successful character introduction in another movie. I mean, like, I, I just yeah. think I, th- I think the proposition is different for the Fantastic Four because they don't have that profile that Spider Man has. You don't have kids walking around with Fantastic Four lunchboxes. I mean, not at the moment. Again, maybe because I'm a bit older than you guys. I remember when the Marvel Action Hour with the Fantastic Four and Iron Man was like appointment viewing on Saturday mornings. It's back in the 60s, right? <laughs> it's, early it's, not, it's not been that long since the Fantastic Four were an exciting property. And I think people people know, oh, this is the MCU version. I this will for, be a I, good version of those no, familiar I, superheroes. I, I, I think for nerds, yes, that's true. That it hasn't been that long since it was an exciting property. I think for you know your you know your audience member who maybe turns up to one in three, one in four Marvel movies, you know the one that turns up for the big ones. You, I, I don't think they would be thinking, "Oh, Fantastic Four, that's yeah, that's that's one of those appointment ones, like a Spider Man movie is." I th- I think Fantastic Four would do better than Shang Chi just off the back of the name. Yeah, no, I, it it has recognition, but it also has baggage, and I just think it's. I think it is <laughs> more than any any of the stuff they've done recently. It's really important to get this one right. Yeah, I mean, I agree. It's just like they made five Transformers movies, and they all did well. So, 
But like baggage doesn't matter so much as recognizability, and people will go, oh, it's been ten years since the the bad Fantastic Four movie. I'll go see another one. If it the trailer's also, good. It could, you know, it could also be that uh, we've talked about how it, it, it even pre the Civil War introduction to Spider Man in the MCU. If you'd have said like, oh, they're gonna the they're gonna do an MCU Spider Man movie, you would have gone like, oh, I can see, yeah, I can, that it makes sense to me. Um, I see how he, I see how that character fits for sure, and just but, and, and kind of seamlessly fits as well. Yes, you could feel you'd 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 know that you know, especially as us nerds, you would know that before the movie came out and before the introduction, of course. But I do think that the Fantastic Four, and we've talked about this, we've talked about this on this show before. It kind of it's just sort of tricky to to see the story, and maybe you know. I think sometimes with these with these, well, this is not even a uh, uh, sort of. A, I'm not speculating in Hollywood. Sometimes they announce movies before they necessarily have a good idea for the movie. Mm-hmm. So maybe this was a thing where they they announced, and part of the announcement is you own the IP, and you know you're going to make it. So you're going to make it. And John Watts had a, a vague pitch, probably, but you know the, the the details aren't there, weren't there, and they had just haven't you know they just haven't broken it yet and, or or you know as as the story goes um whatever what's his thoughts on it are not feige's thoughts so but it, i think that it's a tricky puzzle to solve or it's sort of i don't know what the obvious ff in an mcu in the mcu movie is i don't know what that movie is um and i guess they i guess john watts maybe didn't hasn't figured it out either but I also don't know who I would. I don't know who I would want to. I don't, you know. I I, I know Peyton Reed's had a FF movie in his head for Yonks, but you know, uh, I don't know. I don't. You is want that, to is, say, is it the to... movie that fits the MCU as it is? Yeah, yeah. And as they want to go, yeah. You know, I also think it's. I don't. I, I you know. I'm. It's interesting that this this news has hit on the week of Doctor Strange coming out, right? Um, because you've got that as a. We've speculated on this podcast before about about the multiverse playing into the introductions of of the x-men of the fantastic four you know is the timing purely coincidental or or not i do who knows who knows who knows maybe we see in two weeks um more something with the con with that context in mind who knows it's difficult it's difficult to also think about you know who do you who who would direct this movie? Because, you know, mostly people that are directing this size of movies, this size of movies is base is, is, you know, it basically is Marvel movies. There isn't, there isn't, you know, a huge amount of stuff outside of that. And then you look at what used to be the chain and, you know, think back to the last um, Fantastic Four movie and it was Josh Trank coming off Chronicle. And I don't know, I struggle, I, str- I struggle to think of like, what are that, what are those kind of, Breakout genre movies, even that are that, that have directors that we're going. Oh, well, they they would be a natural fit to maybe make the next step. I mean, Kevin Feige seems to just pluck from everywhere now. Smash cut to Robert Eggers is the new Fantastic Four. <laughs> Alexander Skarsgård and Andy Taylor Joy are Mister and Mrs. Fantastic. And that's not actually too bad. That's not too bad. <laughs> that's actually really good. <laughs> I was going to say, I can think of worse pitches. Yeah, who'd be the thing? Who'd be the thing? Uh, it has to be from the cast of Willem uh, Dafoe. Willem Dafoe, yeah, hell yeah. And uh, no, he's, sure... D- he's Doctor Doom. I oh, know you can't, you can't, yeah, make yes. no, you can't make Dafoe another Marvel villain, can you? Don't. No. Who'd be the Human Torch from the cast of the Northman only? Oh, the little boy, the little boy version of Alexander Skarsgård. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Ethan Hawke is a thing. There you go. Thick. <laughs> I haven't haven't seen the Northman yet, so I'm not it's quite, it's quite as on point with the cast. What about Bjork as the thing? <laughs> no, she could play. Um... Oh god, I'm trying. No, I can't. I'm trying Malice. Malice, yeah, she could play Malice. She could play Paste Pot Pete. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so uh, commiserations to John Watts, who uh, doesn't exist. <laughs> doesn't exist. <laughs> I feel mean, but it's too, it's too, it's too good a bit. That's the reason, by the way. That's the reason this story's come out. It's because the two teenagers sitting on each other's shoulders wearing a trench coat. <laughs> Like we can't do this a fourth one. We can't direct a fourth movie like this. It's t- I'm tired. Boy on the bottom. I'm actually tired. That on the bottom is Watts, and the top is John. And like Watts is Watts is kind of tired. His shoulders hurt. He can't he can't hold the position all the time. He can't be at Video Village, you know, trying to stay upright and not be shaking around. <laughs> do you think he? Uh, do you think he does the next Spider Man now, or do you think he's just done with done with Marvel for a bit? No, I think he's finished. I think he's finished with Marvel. I think the reason. I think he found himself unenthusiastic about Fantastic Four and he thought, I'm going to go use the cachet that I've built up to go and make something that I actually want to do. Well, I mean, he that... does a fucking Russo's and makes, what was that Tom Holland movie called? Cherry? Yeah, Apple, Apple TV. Yeah, it bombs yeah. and he comes crawling back to us to Feige in his throne. He kisses Feige's hand and he's like, yes, I'll make, uh, I'll make uh, episode three of your Wakanda show. Please, Kev, please take me back. That's... I think I could see that for for the two teenagers doing the trench coat. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 it's a separate debate, but I really do wonder how much cachet directing these Marvel movies does build up. Like, it's, <laughs> it's more than zero. But is it not massive? Is, is it? Cool, cool, cool. Is it? I mean, like, <laughs> I I've watched Russo movies that I wouldn't have watched otherwise, like Twenty One Bridges or whatever. They didn't direct that, did they? They didn't direct it. They produced it. I, no, I, and I, I watched it because it was. I mean, you're Marvel also t- guys. You're also talking about the Russos, but I, I, I just mean like, I, I don't know. Did did Eternals do anything positive for Chloe Zhao's career? No, did, but that's because the movie was bad. Did Captain did did Captain Marvel open any doors for Ryan Fleck and Anna Boden? I, I, I genuinely, I think, it, I think it's questionable because it, it's so hard to see, to see what these directors are, you know, actually bringing to the projects that wasn't there already. Like, it, it, it yeah, really, that's fair. Yeah. It really does feel like the only, the only one who has really leveraged it is Cyberwise. Oh, okay. And what he did? No, Kugler, I, Kugler, I, I don't think yet, really, because is his career any more substantially interesting post Black Panther than it was pre? I mean, it's not, it's not post Black Panther yet, though, is it? Like he went straight from Black Panther one to working on Black Panther two. Did you? I think also he was he was doing films of a reasonable scale before Black Panther, anyway. So yeah, I just, I just wonder, like, are are these directors? Are they, are they really, you know, because I, I'm, 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 I'm sure they get, you know, well rewarded financially for working on these movies, but is it, al- is it allowing the majority of them to go off and make the project that they want to make next? Um, or or is now, is it, are these movies the goal? You know, is, is the payday itself the goal? I think the the Rus- it'll be a, the, the test will be the Russos. I think that's the that's the only example we have so far where... 
they are cl- they are clearly trying. I mean, they they started their own production company post Avengers, I think. Right, that's a newer thing. That they are they they have totally tried. They are attempting to segue that success into. No, but yeah, but, but, but for the for, for the see. Russos, you're talking about you know the the kind of the the biggest directors within the Marvel world. Yeah, right? but John, John, John Watts, just from a success point of view, isn't that far off? That and that's one of the biggest grossing movies of all time at this point. No way, no, uh, no way home. Yes. So, so he's he could he could make the same play, and we'll see if it, if it if it goes anywhere. But that's the money seen- is. I just yeah, think for all of them, like, uh, are we are we expecting that Kate Shortland's going to get handed a hundred million dollar budget to work on something else? Mm. Is Destin Daniel Cretton going to get the the next indie movie he wanted to make financed because he did Shang Chi? No, I think it, 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 he. I think the opposite, which is he signed he signs a first look with Disney Plus to do more stuff. Like it's it's almost the opposite. Yeah. It's that this. The, the, the kind of golden handcuffs of the first of these projects with these directors, then they go, oh, thank, oh, great, I just made whatever five million dollars for making Shang Chi. I'll now go and get that elsewhere. Oh, oh no, I, oh, I can't. So I, I'm forced to, to kiss the ring, <laughs> or make a fucking Star Wars. Right, that's that's the best option. Like that's the best kind of pivot that they can do. Like, oh, can I speak to you know? I do, you I do think it is. It's, it's it's like it's like you know rather than going off and making new stuff it's you know welcome welcome to the machine here's an episode mm. here's an episode of the mandalorian here's a live action disney movie uh we can give you six episodes of this thing that maybe you'd have liked to have been a, a 40 million dollar movie but we'll you know we'll kind of make it cheap and put it on disney plus like i don't know <laughs> like that that feels like the more likely outcome for these Welcome to the machine. You've that's nothing you'll say on this pod has chilled me to my core as such as that. Not even El Muerto. Welcome to the machine. <laughs> even El Muerto. But but again, I'll, actually, fuck it. I'll, I'll contrast this, this moment of this chat with with again the El Muerto thing is the is the plus side kind of I think as I made my point earlier. That's the other side of that. That's the more that's the more hopeful. God, am I weirdly becoming like a cinema, Sony cinematic multiverse of Marvel characters, Spider Man characters like Stan? I don't know, but like that is the better version of this. Next I, item. I. I, I who directed Morbius? Uh, what's his name? The Daniel Espinosa. Yeah. yeah, is Daniel Espinosa? What's he get to do next? Does he get to go back and handle budgets on the level of Life and Safe House? He makes Morbius too. <laughs> I don't think he does that either. Like, who directed the first Venom? Gangster Squad um, guy, uh... Zombieland guy, <laughs> Ruben Fleischer, Ruben Fleischer, and then Andy Serkis on the second one. Yeah. I'm just. I, I feel like Ruben Fleischer has got another project. Maybe he's the answer. Maybe he's the answer for what what happens next. I'm sure Ruben Fleischer. Did, oh, did he go back and do Zombieland too? Is that what? Is that what the answer yes, was? He did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> or or check oh, no, 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 he did Uncharted. There we go. Okay, so Ruben um, Fleischer is the real winner here. I guess because he got he's got an, <laughs> another box office hit with Uncharted. Stayed in house at Sony, paid his dues. And uh, and yeah, now he's laughing all the way to the bank. Okay, so it's not it's not dark. Um, you know, Destin Daniel Cretton too could be directing a poorly received video game adaptation that makes a lot of money. <laughs> oh, okay, um, not as much to discuss on these news items, but I think it's probably worth covering them anyway. Um, 
the uh, across the Spider Verse movies have been pushed back. So the first one, rather than being released in October this year, will now be released in June next year. Um, they're making a big deal in the uh, in the promotion of this movie about how big it is. That it's got more animators working on it than any animated movie before, and how huge the crossover is going to be, and all of the characters that are going to be showing up. Um, Oh, I hope it's good. <laughs> I really hope they have a bit gonna say more the, they can chew with this. It does feel like the the strength of the first one was the the focus on Miles's character journey. It does. And... It does feel like uh, like. Oh, I hope they're not flying too close to the sun. Like there isn't too much hubris from what they achieved in the first one. Yeah, James, to your point, or both your points, like movie one, the pitch is, it's a really good story. Movie two, the pitch is, there's so many guys that are working on this. Yeah. Doing, doing and there's, <laughs> like, there's not just okay. one movie. This is part one. We're making two of them. Yes. If not, if not more. Mm. Yeah. So uh, so that's been pushed back to, uh, to June next year. And then Shazam 2 has been pushed back by five days. <laughs> I hope they they get five extra days work out of it. Well, um, uh, this this is it should be said to uh, move out directly of the way of Avatar two. Um, I I I, <laughs> I maybe would have moved a little bit further. <laughs> They're banking on the failure of Avatar two, as a lot of people on the internet are. Because otherwise they're going to look like idiots for their so, past I, I, 10 years of no one cares about Avatar. I am, I am fascinated to see how Avatar 2 does because... Me too, because there are children who weren't born who will be hyped for this movie. Well, and also like when the first Avatar came out, I was like, people don't care about this, right? And then the box office just yeah. kept going and going. And like, I, I have re-watched Avatar since because I'm not one of the people who thinks like, gotta remember that movie existed. Like... Yeah, there's loads of memorable shit in it. Like, there's twelve foot tall blue people who fuck by putting their hair together, and there's floating islands, and it's Pocahontas and Sigourney. Like, it's it, there's yeah, lo- loads of great. Are you memorable- much Shazam too, or <laughs> loads of no. great memorable stuff in Avatar. <laughs> I've However, never seen when, it. when that first when that first movie came out, I was like, <laughs> but I mean, people don't care about three D, right? And they don't care about. Like it's just it's just another movie. Like I know it's James Cameron and he did Titanic, but are people really going to show up? And it was like, yes, and they're going to keep showing up and keep showing up, and it still boggles my mind. So, like a, se- is- a sequel to Avatar, I'm like, are people going to turn up for it? And I'm like, well, I am as soon as I can see it. Yeah, that's the uh, like that is one of the movies that I want to see on the big screen. The the thing for me is, um, as someone who didn't go and see the first Avatar. I think most people were going because they were making a big deal out of how, like, this is the first properly 3D movie and how they'd re-kitted out loads of cinemas. They're doing, and, like, the, they're doing the it cinemas, again, James. It's new well, the 3D. cinemas had a, had a vested interest in making the, yeah, yeah, yeah. Different the 3D, 3D pay now. for itself, so they really pushed it. So, I don't know, maybe that's what's going to yeah, get people through the door again. More free, more different 3D, Jim Cameron's back. It's the first of but 12 I, Avatar movies. I think you can only do that once. And I, I think it would be a surprise if a sequel to a movie. I don't think it'll make three point six billion. But wait, James, James, finish that thought. I, just well, I was going to say, if a sequel to a movie that came out 
10 years ago that no one really thinks of that fondly and that was mostly driven by a change in technology that has been and gone. Yes, but you know who, you know, uh, a, film, a film director that released a, a sequel to a film from a period before with a new technology. <laughs> the movie's Terminator and then the sequel Terminator, T2, Judgment Day, and uh, that was that was James you just James Cameron he just the thing right I I would never bet against James Cameron if it was anybody else making it you'd you'd go there's no way this is who gives a shit but for what for whatever reason he's He's got he's got something in his whole career. He's 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 too big to fail. That's that's he's what he too is. Big too big to fail. fail. Okay, well, uh, let's talk about something which isn't too big to fail, which is Shazam: Fury of the Gods. Um, so yeah, moved five days out of the way of Avatar. Uh, maybe there's enough room for both of them. Um, they, you know, first one I think we all agree pretty good, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and felt like it felt like it's its own thing that it wasn't you know it wasn't weighed down by DC. It was distinct from Marvel. Good, we liked it. Yeah, could have had a few of the edges sanded down a little bit just to make it a bit more tonally consistent. But well, we speaking, a good movie. I would happily rewatch it. Well, they're back. I'm not that, yeah, I'm not that interested. I'm not that excited for the sequel. If if I'm if I dig deep into my soul. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I just I'm not excited, but I I kind of feel fairly confident that it's going to be a solid good time. Yeah, yeah. Original original cast is back. We've now got the whole super family now. So you do, you know expanded roles. You know, spoil the end of it now. But for Adam Brody and Megan Good and DJ Catrona and uh, you know all, all of those grown up versions of the kids, um, and then this one is adding. Rachel Zegler um, from West Side Story, um, Helen Mirren. That's who? Uh, I can't remember. Okay. I think she is uh, non-superhero at the start of the movie, at least. Maybe okay. she get maybe she gets a pat, but I, I get the impression she's like a you know maybe friend or romantic interest to one of the kids. Ah, she's the friend. Cool, cool, cool. Maybe they're all, but you know who again are older and sexier now. Chapter. <laughs> Jack Dylan Grazer is a is a like a, a heartthrob at this point, right? <laughs> sure, James, you you on the TikTok? Is that can you can you vouch for that? <laughs> he was in it's that not the kind of account I follow. He was in the, <laughs> he was in that show. What was that show he was in that that everyone was like, oh, we are we are who we are, and everyone was uh, like, yeah. oh, he's a, he's a hunk. Anyway, um, <laughs> Lucy Liu, <laughs> Helen Mirren. Um, <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I don't know. Uh, D- David F. Sandberg's back directing again. You missing Pierce? You missing Piercy B? Piercy B is the biggest. Uh, no, biggest he's, addition he's in Black Adam. Adam. Interesting. Yes. Okay, I did forget. It's a different that. movie. It's completely different. different movie. Connected? Question no, no, mark? No, 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 no. Nothing to do with each other, and they'll never fine. interact. Okay, fine. They'll um, never fight. There'll never be a beef between those two. Yeah. <laughs> so. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'll 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 turn up to see. I, I mean, who knows if I'll turn up to see it in cinemas five days after Avatar? I certainly intend to, but I'm going to have two children at that point. So, and you'll still be <laughs> you'll still be in the you'll still be in the 3D world of Avatar: The Shape of Water. You'll be you'll be underwater. You'll, be, you'll have drowned. You'll Not drown. the shape of water. It is called that. The you, form of you water. Can't prove that it isn't called that. The color me. of water. Wait, isn't it? The, way, the way of water. The, way, the of water. way. The way. It's not even the way. The way. It's the way. The way. Yeah. The weight of wait. water is the Catherine Bigelow movie, isn't it? <laughs> the shape of water is the Guillermo del Toro movie. 
Yeah. Uh, the, the color of water, I, I don't it's think blue. it's anything. It's blue. Yeah. It's blue. The color of money, good movie. The form yeah, of water is what it's the Wonder blues. Twins used to say. Wall Street 2, Money Never never Talks, that interesting interesting film. Shia LaBeouf, good actor. And problematic. <laughs> Hercules. Way Way of the Warrior <laughs> is the Deep Space Nine season four <laughs> premiere. Unfortunately, just... Shia LaBeouf way too cancelled to be um, Hercules. <laughs> you have to resolve this Hercules question by He's the end of the show. Fi- finally, his, uh, his proclamations of not being famous anymore have come to pass. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, a couple of movies announced that I think we were... Uh, John David Washington, Hercules. Oh, yeah, I like that. No, I do like that. That's kind of good. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Right, great. Okay, okay. pencil that in. I, I can't, can't do better than that so far. It's, it's penciled. Um, the Batman 2 has been announced, and Venom 3 has been announced. So uh, sequels to movies that are both better than... Dr. Michael Morbius uh, will be <laughs> happening. Mor- Dr. Michael Morbius 2, as of yet, not announced. Which of those are you more excited about? The Batman 2 or Venom 3? Venom 3. Uh, <laughs> it's probably Venom 3, you know. I, I loved I loved the Batman. Like, I think it's a brilliant movie, but... You're insane. <laughs> I sort of... I don't know how you follow that up. I still... I... I, <laughs> I I have a lot of fun with those movies, but I can't actually be excited for one like three years out. Like I, I, I know I can get the like the dose of serotonin I need by just you know loading just banging up, your hand in a door, loading up YouTube and watching Tom Hardy jump in a lobster tank. Like that's that's fine. I can't, I can't actually say I'm looking forward to the sequel to those movies more than the sequel to the Batman, which I think. Showed a lot of promise. I just my my enjoyment of the Batman is based entirely around it as a standalone like graphic novel of a movie, and I sort of don't I don't care what they do with it next if they do ever do anything with it next. My enjoyment of the Batman is based entirely around me just having the theme tune come into my head sometimes. Bam, 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 bam. It's just cool. It's cool. It's so simple. It is cool, yeah. Nothing to it. It's just like two two, two notes, Giacchino. That's that's probably why he can direct fucking Werewolf One Night because he, he's like, oh, I've written the theme tune for the Batman in eight seconds. It's two notes. Peace out. I'm going to direct a show about Werewolf. Darkhouse by now is going to be good in it <laughs> it's going to be a huge part <laughs> I'm done with music sorry Joe but I know that you walked down the aisle to obviously to a gig you know <laughs> to the Batman theme tune yeah <laughs> and you were doing this stuff like step 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 again I need to reiterate I was as is tradition stood at the front of an aisle my wife then walked down it <laughs> Which, I bet you there's somebody in the world who will walk down the aisle to that Batman thing. It's just the, the you know Murphy's Law, and yes, I did watch Interstellar last night, so I'm thinking about correct. Murphy's Law. Um, That's a true fact. Good, good yeah. movie. If anyone wants to uh, wants to hear it, um, I, I my wife walked down the aisle to uh, Sh- Shambhala, which is a lost season three track. <laughs> Uh, which uh, Michael Giacchino was adapting from an original song, which which sends up in the episodes as well. And we then had, um, you know, uh, transcribed and was played on the organ. So 
it was all very nice. <laughs> and then, and then, because uh, I, I, I mean, I was there. It was a lovely wedding. And then, what's interesting is that the wedding, the reception was. It was all in slow mo, and it was that music was like high on the. We were just kind of like hugging on the beach and drinking out of conch. <laughs> it was, was um, really, it was a really special wedding. It's yeah. actually the episode where Hurley and Charlie drive the VW van down the hill. Uh, that's that's when the music's playing. So. We did that as well, of course, uh, to com- to conclude the bit. Over, was about- over the lawn of the uh, of the establishment. Yes. Um, okay. <laughs> Last piece of news before we. Uh, there's more news before we before we call this a night. Um, there is apparently uh, an Amanda Waller TV series in development at HBO Max, uh, which Viola Davis is in in talks to join. Um, I don't know. I, I still I haven't seen Peacemaker because it's still not available legally, which is obviously the case for all of the hosts of this podcast. None of us have seen a second of it, and uh, would would never break the law to do so. Uh, so I don't really know what they're planning to do on HBO Max. It seems like stuff is getting cancelled as much as it's moving ahead. Um, I don't. I don't. I, I I I couldn't even begin to guess what an Amanda Waller TV show could be because I guess it. It can kind of be anything, right? She just she's involved with villains generally, and it could it, yeah, it could do anything within the DC universe. And I'm not even sure which DC universe she's in. I guess she is she is in the DCEU, isn't she? Yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean. Sorry, this is gonna. We should just end the podcast after I say this. But it's how to get away with murdering a superhero, right? That's the that's the show. <laughs> Thank you. Goodbye. <laughs> no, genuinely, I think that's good. So. um uh, listeners, uh, thank you for tuning in to this, uh, this nonsense on superhero movie and TV news. Um, as we said at the start of the episode, we are doing, um, we just finished Moon Knight on the main feed. We have done a Dr. Michael Morbius episode. Um, we've got Dr. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness coming up very soon. And then next month, uh, we'll be diving into Ms. Marvel and any other superhero movies that are released after Doctor Strange. can only imagine there's going to be six. So, um, yeah, we'll do all of those. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Bye. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. 
That's stamps.com. Code program.